Hello, and welcome to the UDOT Cottonwood Canyons podcast. Here we get a chance to talk with you about all things transportation related in big and little Cottonwood Canyons. So to start, let me introduce myself. My name is Matt Allred. Uh, I am the internal communications manager at UDOT, and I'm actually the host of our internal podcast that we call Beyond the Barrels. And on the podcast with me is my amazing podcast host, Lisa Miller. How are you, Lisa? Hello, Matt. I'm great. You're, you're too kind. This is going to be a lot of fun, I can tell. Well, I, I hope so. I hope it's informative. Uh, but before we jump into this, let's make sure everybody knows who you are, uh, who you work for at the department, and really what, what you do for us. Sure. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm Lisa Miller, as we've already discussed, and I work at the Traffic Management Division for UDOT, and I do kind of all things communications-related. I do a lot of outreach for our transportation technology group, which is all about the futuristic side of technology and transportation automated vehicles, and a lot of uh, communications outreach with our control room. And for those of you who don't know, we do have a 24-7, 365 traffic management center in Utah, and we manage traffic throughout the entire state. It's a really important component. And particularly relevant here because we do a lot of work with the Cottonwoods. Now, with this Cottonwood Canyons podcast, we have a lot of great topics that we plan on covering, like avalanches, parking, trailhead improvements, travel restrictions, and much, much more. Uh, But to get this started, the first topic that we actually want to cover is the Little Cottonwood Environmental Impact Statement. It's kind of a mouthful. Uh, We're going to call that Environmental Impact Statement the EIS. Uh, It's a little bit easier to say. And this is a study that actually began in the spring of 2018 for State Route 210. And for those of you who haven't memorized your state route numbers, uh, this is actually the road that starts at the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and then goes all the way up Little Cottonwood Canyon. Uh, But just to add to, the study also includes part of Wasatch Boulevard as well. So the study is being done in partnership with UTA, the uh, Utah Transit Authority, and the U.S. Forest Service. So all of the the big players there in the canyon. Um, And ultimately, I I want everybody to know, ultimately, everybody's looking for the same solutions, right? We want to deliver transportation options that meet the need of everybody that uses the canyon, whether or not you live in the canyon or you're recreating in, in the canyons. And really, we want to improve transportation Um, improve the use of the canyons, all while preserving the value of the Wasatch Mountains. So with that, let's get going. Uh, We've got a couple guests with us today. Today we have with us from the Little Cottonwood EIS project, we've got Josh Van Jura, who is our UDOT project manager, and Vince Izzo, who is the consultant project manager, and they're going to answer some questions about this EIS. So Josh, we're going to start with you. Um, Tell us who you are. Tell us about yourself. And tell us why the, this EIS is important to you. Well, thanks for having me, Matt. And thank you, Lisa, for hosting this. This is a great opportunity. So I myself am not a Utah native. I'm actually a transplant coming from the East Coast. And like most transplants, I came for the winter and stayed because of the summer. And Over the past 20 years that I've been here, ski touring, trail running, and riding chairs in Little Cottonwood, I think we've all seen how much traffic has grown and access to this pretty magical place we call Little Cottonwood 
has become really difficult during busy ski days. So for me, honestly, I'm just proud to play a small part to help resolve the congestion and the travel time reliability and the safety concerns that the Canyon visitors experience today, but also help define what that experience is going to be for the next generation of visitors. Well, good to meet you, Josh. We're glad you're here. I too am a transplant. And even in the last 10 years, I'll tell you just how much different the canyons are. So I think that next generation piece is really important. Um, Vince, thanks for being here. Tell us a little bit about you. Where are you from and what brought you here? Well, I started working in Utah about 20 years ago. I, I moved to Utah from a job I had in Huntsville, Alabama. And the main reason to move was uh, most of my family lived in the Western US. So I just wanted to be closer to them. And I have to say, it's been quite the cha uh, change moving from Alabama to Utah. Uh, since arriving in Utah, I've, I've mostly been working with UDOT and preparing EISs for some of the state's most complex projects. And some of those projects have been a challenge. And as a result, I've, I've never been bored because I get the opportunity to work with numerous stakeholders trying to solve difficult transportation solutions. Sounds good, Vince. We're glad you're here. Okay, let's get into the meat of this discussion here. Josh, we're coming back to you. Why is UDOT doing this project? What's up with that? Well, as you're aware, there's a very real traffic and safety problem in Little Cottonwood today. And when you look at the growth we've seen, but really the growth that we're going to see in the future, it's only gonna get busier. So traffic modeling says that in 2050, the travel time is more than going to more than double on 40 plus days per year. And really, this is just unpalatable to most travelers. Well, Josh, it's, it's, it's already long. So if we, I mean, more than double in the next 30 years is just crazy. And so, yeah, unpalatable, it, it, that, that's, a huge, uh, that, that's a huge issue. Right. And we're literally 40 plus days per year means that's pretty much every Saturday, Sunday, holiday, and those Tuesday powder days that draw all the crowds. So, again, we're not only trying to solve the problems that the canyons projected to see 30 years from now, but also those problems that we're seeing today. So over the past 30 years, there's been 16 different transportation-related studies done, including Mountain Accord, Salt Lake County's Wasatch Canyon General Plan. And most of these 30 or 16 studies really coalesced around congestion and safety concerns. And they recommended that an environmental impact statement be completed to do the detailed analysis to see what the real effects of each alternative truly is. So that's exactly what we're doing with this project. It seems like a pretty important one. Um, I'm, I'm excited to hear more. Uh, Vince, can you tell us, you know, how is the EIS different from all of these other transportation-related studies that have been done in the past and are currently ongoing? I mean, Josh, it sounds like 16 projects in 30 years. We've been looking at this for quite a while. So how is this different? What's going to be the result? Well, let me talk specifically about the previous planning studies done for 
Little Cottonwood Canyon. As, as Josh stated, you know, 30 plus year numerous studies um, have been conducted for improving everything from avalanche conditions to congestion and safety. However, these studies can only provide recommendations for solutions and really weren't conducted for the level of detail necessary to prepare an EIS. You know, it also, we need to understand that without an environmental document under the National Environmental Policy Act, the solutions can't be implemented. You know, one of the examples is, you know, the Mountain Accord Project recommended that an EIS should be prepared to further evaluate the solutions identified in that study. The EIS UDOT is preparing will provide the necessary environmental clearances for something to be built. You know, I should note that the past planning studies did provide valuable information to UDOT to consider in developing the EIS. The EIS just took those studies to a higher level of detail so that we can analyze the environmental impacts of the solutions. You know, at the end of this EIS process, UDOT will make a decision on whether to move forward with the project, and if they decide to move forward, what those trans transportation solutions uh, that will be implemented. Cool. You know, I've been working with engineers forever, and I've never heard them say, I have enough data, right? I mean, we always need more data. We need more data points. And um, before we move on, you mentioned the National Environmental Policy Act. Just in case it comes up again, um, we might abbreviate that as NEPA. So if anybody hears NEPA coming up, um, that's what we're talking about. Well, and it's that's a good point. We use a lot of acronyms here in transportation. And so you'll yeah NEPA does come up quite a bit and and that's another reason you know it's easier to say NEPA it's easier for us to say EIS and so we're we abbreviate it there but we'll make sure that if you're listening to this that you understand what those abbreviations are well before we get to them so uh thank you Vince for that Josh tell me uh, really the purpose behind this specific little Cottonwood Canyon uh EIS and what's the problem that it's trying to solve so the goal of the project is really to improve the mobility, reliability, and safety on SR-210 from the intersection of Fort Union up through the town of Alta, including Wasatch Boulevard and North Little Cottonwood Road. So mobility is really a measure of congestion or the ease of flow for traffic. And reliability, as UDOT defines it, is consistent travel times. So if it regularly takes you 30 minutes to travel from your house to Snowbird, it should consistently take you 30 minutes to travel from your house to Snowbird. So again, the goal of the project is to reduce congestion both in the canyon and along Wasatch so users can not only have those reduced travel times, but also cons consistent travel times. And the safety components really associated with dangers of avalanche and roadside parking, which I think a lot of people don't think of. And these goals of the project really align with UDOT's strategic goals. And as a department, our strategic goals are good health. And that goes along with this environmental impact statement and that we're looking at things such as air quality and water quality. Our other ones, better mobility, including active transportation connected communities. I think this is the first EIS that UDOT's ever done that is only analyzing transit alternatives. And I think that's really unique and it's a huge step forward. And then the fourth UDOT strategic goal is a stronger economy. And I think this will certainly help UDOT's economy from all those tourist dollars that are coming in to visit the resorts, but also just 
visit the canyon. Right, and Josh, the strategic goals that UDED has really drives everything we do. You know, not only this really important EIS, but think about the community of your dreams and think about what your experience is like when you're up in Big and Little Cottonwood. You know, better mobility doesn't mean putting a giant roadway up there. There's a lot of other solutions and options. Um, that was my intro so I can butter you up and ask you a super hard question. Um, based on that purpose, tell me why we're spending taxpayer dollars to essentially benefit two private businesses. What's your answer to that? So we actually get this question a lot. And I think it's a fair question, except I would say it's not actually the right question. So while we are looking at providing direct service to these resorts, the reason for that is a majority of the traffic is going to these two resorts. So by targeting this user group with a reliable transit option, we can make the roadway traffic flow more stable for everyone, including groups that are not headed to the resorts, whether they be backcountry skiers, sledders, snowshoers, or really just people who wanna go for a Sunday drive. The other part of this is those residents that live along Wasatch, Fort Union, or 9400 South. We've all seen the backing that occurs because of this, I personally used to live just off of Fort Union, a couple doors down from the Porcupine. And honestly, there was days I could not turn left out of my neighborhood to get to work because of traffic backing. So this isn't just for the resorts. This is also to minimize the congestion for all those residents that live near the canyons. Cool. Good answer. That, I, I didn't really think of it that way. That's a great answer. Well, and that's something that we've talked about just within our, our communications group in Utah. We have a, a member of our team whose parents live right there on, on 94th, heading up the canyon. And on powder days, it, it's almost impossible just for them to get out of their driveway. I mean, it, it really is impactful. And it's not just those who are waiting to go ride the powder. It's those that live anywhere close to the canyons. So Josh, I guess one of the questions that I keep thinking is it, it's congestion. There's so many cars, so many people that want to get up in their own private vehicles. And I guess my real question is why are we not considering removing private vehicles completely from the canyon and just making everybody use the same solutions? So the short answer is transit won't work for everybody in all honesty. If you're a single parent or just you know, trying to take your two toddlers up for a day of skiing, it's really difficult to ride transit with two young kids carrying three pairs of skis. But the other important part is transit doesn't have to work for everybody. So to meet our goal of improving travel times, we, we just don't need to remove 60, 80% of the vehicles. So this is going to get a little nerdy for a minute, so bear with me. But a mountainous roadway like Little Cottonwood, by design, can handle give or take 900 to 1,100 vehicles per hour. So in order to keep that traffic to 900 to 1,100 vehicles per hour in 2050, we need to remove about 30% of the vehicular traffic. 
And if we remove that 30% of the vehicular traffic, that'll stabilize the traffic flow and reduce the queuing along Wasatch Boulevard and 9400 South. So the short answer is to make the roadway stable, we just don't need to remove all of the traffic from the canyon. And options are always a good thing. You know, I mean, you gave a lot of good examples of why people might not um, be on a bus. Um, and when you're talking 900 to 1100, that's on a clear, dry day, right? I mean, we're not even talking about um, a powder day when uh, the road might be a little snow covered or something like that. So important to keep in mind. Um, Vince, can you talk to us a little bit about the process and criteria here? Um, what's UDOT using to evaluate these environmental impact statements, the EIS alternatives? What kind of data goes into that? Well, uh, well, actually, a lot of data, and you know, we've got numerous uh, reports on the project website that go over the, and summarize this in detail. But so, you do not base the criteria on trying to solve the project purpose or, or what the goals are of improving mobility, reliability, and, and safety on SR two ten. And I want to note that, you know, after we developed the initial criteria, UDOT sought public input on the criteria to ensure that to ensure that we understood the public's concern. Basically, UDOT developed a three-level screening process and to determine what alternatives should be evaluated further in the EIS. The first level determined if an alternative brought forward was just technically feasible. You know, could it be built? And would it meet the project objectives? And, you know, we initially got 105 alternatives. And so we put that through that first screening. And then we did the second level, which the ones that passed, you know, do they pass the project purpose of improving mobility, reliability, and safety? And, and the main criteria is that we used were, does the alternative substantially improve, you know, peak person travel time? Does it reduce backups on SR210 and SR209? And, and does the alternative reduce the number of days the road is closed due to avalanche mitigation? And as we know, Little Cottonwood Canyon now has been closed for two days because of avalanches. After taking the alternatives through that second level screening process, we put it through a third level. And to do that third level, we had to develop the alternatives enough so we could analyze the impacts of those alternatives to the natural and built environments. And we took those alternatives that passed and looked at about 15 resources to determine whether it should pass level three screening. And some of those key resources we looked at were wetlands, wildlife habitats, impacts to parks, and, and impacts to residents. Now you said peak hour, peak travel. Um, as a non-engineer, I'm gonna break that down for everybody that might not know what that is before we move on here. You know how when you go to Google Maps and you're wondering if a restaurant's super busy and you're going to have to wait for a while, and it gives you that little bar on the bottom that says busier than normal or not too busy, um, peak hour pretty much means when the maximum amount of people are heading up a roadway or to a restaurant or to a store or something like that. So um, lots of good info there and lots of good data that's going into it. But, you know, Vince, Little Cottonwood, Big Cottonwood, they're watersheds. Um, how does water quality and the importance of that watershed to the Salt Lake Valley and all the residents down there determine the solution? I mean, the Little Cottonwood Canyon Creek um, provides drinking water to, you know, something like 300,000 residents. 
you know, UDOT understands the importance of the watershed and, and water quality. You know, as we understand, Little Cottonwood provides the primary drinking water to many residents in the Salt Lake Valley. You know, once we determined what alternatives should be evaluated further in the EIS, um, UDOT decided, you know, we need to really conduct a thorough analysis of the impacts to the watershed and water quality. So we've been working with Salt Lake City Department of Public Utilities, which manages that watershed and water quality uh, for well over two years now. And we worked with them on developing a watershed model so that we could have compare the alternatives and the potential impacts to the drinking water of Little Cottonwood. And all of that information of what that model has as far as results and the impacts to the watershed will be included in the draft EIS and will also help us in selecting a preferred alternative. So Josh, when we're looking at selecting an alternative, uh, how is cost considered in that entire discussion? Cost is a factor in every project that UDOT does. And we want to be good stewards of taxpayer dollars. And let's be honest, Matt, this is your tax dollars. This is my tax dollars. This is the tax dollars, again, of every citizen in Utah. So we want to be responsible in that decision making. And that's why cost was a level two screening criteria moving forward for us. But as you know, we do have a broad range of costs in the five alternatives but we also have an amazingly broad range of alternatives comparing buses to gondolas to cog rail systems. So we thought it was important to include different modes so we could make sure we really were analyzing all possibilities and getting to the best decision. Yeah, Josh, cost is a really important consideration. But, um, you know, there's the area at the base of the canyon and it all kind of blends together. So Vince, can you talk to us about how the study area was chosen? And, um, you know, why isn't UDOT addressing kind of regional transportation needs with this EIS? Yeah, UDOT developed the study area to include the area that was basically influenced by the transportation operations on Wasatch Boulevard and in Little Cottonwood Canyon. So basically the entire section of SR210, which starts there at the Canyon entrance. You know, the intersection of 190, which is Big Cottonwood Canyon and Fort Union Boulevard was selected because it provides the point where traffic splits between Big Cottonwood and Little Cottonwood Canyons. Traffic south of this intersection is mostly related to trips in and out of Little Cottonwood Canyon and commuter traffic on Wasatch Boulevard. Our endpoint was pretty simple. The endpoint is where the pavement ends on SR210 at the end of Little Cottonwood Canyon and was selected because it is the term, terminus of the road. You know, it's important to note that the study area for solving the transportation problem is not the same as the study area that was considered for environmental impacts. I know there's just a lot of confusion on that. You know, for example, in, in evaluating wildlife habitat and water quality impacts, UDOT studied the, studied the entire Little Cottonwood Canyon, not just the area along the road. The other bit of confusion is regarding the study area is some of the public felt UDOT did not look outside of that area when developing alternatives. UDOT did evaluate regional transportation serving Little Cottonwood Canyon, but determined that the use of mobility hubs was a better solution. We have two mobility hubs we're considering, one at the gravel pit and one at 94 South and Highland. 
And basically with those hubs, that will allow for development of bus routes that could serve these hubs for location, from locations throughout the Salt Lake Valley. They work as transfer points for Little Cottonwood Canyon where users can arrive at these mobility hubs and determine which resort they'd like to go to. Cool. Well, I'm sure I'm learning a lot. And you know, what we do in Little Cottonwood Canyon and, and Big Cottonwood Canyon through this EIS is certainly not only applicable there. We have uh, growing traffic volumes pretty much throughout the state. I mean, think about the entrance to Zion National Park or going down to Moab. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff we learn here that, that can be applied elsewhere. Josh, how will the EIS process take into consideration the open lands that are at the base of the canyon? So this is an easy question. And the short answer is none of the alternatives currently impact that 26-acre open space parcel that was just recently acquired by Utah Open Lands and Cottonwood Heights. So again, easy answer, we're not touching it. Cool. Good, good answer, man. Let's move on to more stuff here. From what you're telling us now, okay, this EIS sounds like a long-term solution. Well, it's going to take a while to implement. What is UDOT doing in the meantime to address the current needs of the canyons? So throughout the comment periods, honestly, that has been the one resounding theme that keeps coming through, is that there's a problem today that needs to be solved. So UDOT as a whole, and specifically Region 2, has identified some key areas that could be addressed and has initiated three different traffic and safety or communications projects, again, independent of the EIS, but in an effort to get some of those easy wins to really help the traffic congestion that Little Cottonwood's experiencing. Cool. Yeah. And I mean, if you've been up in the canyon over the last couple of years, I can definitely see the traffic flowing better from all of those little kind of spot improvement projects. So tell us more about those projects. So the first of those three, and it's one of my favorites, is the UDOT Cottonwoods Public Information Campaign. So this is a fantastic program that keeps people informed about weather condi conditions, whether the traction laws in fact, avalanche closures, parking at the resorts, and it really serves as the central source of communication for canyon travelers to help them plan their travels but ultimately improve their canyon experience. So I'd encourage everyone to check out the UDOT Cottonwoods website and the social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as a way to stay up to date on the canyon info and what's going on. So the other two projects were two physical construction projects. The first one is the merge lane right there where SR209 and SR210 come together. So 94 South and North Little Cottonwood. So this past summer, the goal of that project was to lengthen that merge lane so traffic could actually zipper merge at a higher speed, which just helps travelers get through this merge point more efficiently. And so the third project, these are the three high T's that were constructed up at Snowbird and Alta. And these four accesses have a similar problem to the merge lane, except at the end of the day. So the goal of these high T's is exactly the same, to extend that distance that the zipper merge can occur over, which allows the parking lots to empty faster, but also for downhill traffic to continue on its way. So again, really the same concept as a merge lane, just in the opposite direction. 
So I think we've really seen since construction last summer that these improvements have really improved access in the canyon. Now, Josh, you mentioned uh, the, the social media and the outreach aspect of the Cottonwoods. If anybody's interested, and if you don't already, which you really should, we should absolutely follow um, at u.cottonwoods on Instagram, um, Twitter, and then there's a Facebook page for the EIS. And if you're really looking for some more info, check out cottonwoodcanyons.u.utah.gov. Kind of long. You can find it. There's so much good info there. There's current Canyon Road info, um, you know, road info alerts. The uh, tweets from u.cottonwoods are there. So it's a great resource. Go check it out. Make sure you know before you head out. Well, thanks for plugging that, Lisa. And I also would invite everybody to go check out the EIS's website. And you can find that at an equally long URL of littlecottonwoodeis.u.utah.gov for lots of information that goes way deeper than we were able to talk about today. Cool. Good to know. All right. Well, um, let's close it out, Matt. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, Tune in for more episodes where we're going to take a look at other things that UDOT is working on for the Cottonwood Canyons. So until next time, see ya.